Indiana Joe, a.k.a. the Chocolate Boy Wonder. We're going to give him a few seconds. Oh, there we go. All right, all right, all right. What's going on out there, Indiana Joe? We on with the Real Talk podcast with AJ. How's everybody doing? What's up? What's up? All All right. right. Okay, all right. Let's get... We're on the Real Talk podcast. You know, today's midterms elections. I hope everybody had a chance to do some early voting or uh, vote by mail or vote by person. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Indiana Joe? Yeah, uh, I hope everybody had a chance to get out and vote. I went and cast my vote, so, you know, it's all good on my end. Oh, okay. It's just weird in California. It doesn't matter here. Everybody's going Democratic, so your vote is, you know, but it's not changing Arizona or Pennsylvania. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if you don't vote, then you can't, you know, can't voice your opinion on the back end. Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts on the Central Valley, Al? I mean, the Central Valley is almost compared to, like, Indiana. I mean, I think it's mostly Republicans out there. In the oh, first yeah. As well. but, I don't, but I don't vote out there. I can't change what they're doing, you know. Uh, it's just crazy. So, but, yeah, overall, it's just uh, I'm not sanguine about what's going on. It's very, uh, very tense time. And what's the what's the climate like there out there in Indiana? Is, you think it's going to be some upsets tonight, or you think they're going to vote along the, the red wave party lines out there? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be any upsets. Same old, same old. Like uh, like Albert G said, it, it really it seems like it doesn't matter, but you got to vote if you're going to voice your opinion about it. Yeah, this is true. That's you know, I did the early voting thing and. Uh, volunteered a little bit, making some phone calls. That was interesting. Now I know why I never be a telemarketer. (laughs) 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 Helen wrote letters for weeks. Uh She had had this group that got together every week and wrote letters to people, personal letters and stuff. But but I have arthritis. (laughs) I I can't write. That's so fucked up. <laughs> so I already know, uh, brother Al, for going on ten years now. But uh, Al, if you want to tell a little bit some yourself, you know, give my brother. Oh. I kind of gave him a little spin up on you already. Oh man, Tony, ten years, really? Yeah, I think we met two thousand twelve, way back in the in the, Holy in the locker cow. room there at Club One. My goodness, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Joe. I mean, I'm just uh, living the life in Arinda. Um, what we? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna so we're gonna jump right in. One of so the top of the list is uh, Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie Irving is 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 a very uh, polarizing figure to say the least. You know, it's kind of amazing that this kid went to Duke, and Duke's supposed to be regarded as one of the top public universities in the world. But uh, he's he's been a big conspiracy guy with the world is flat and anti-vaccine, and uh, now making these anti-Semitic comments. 
I feel like these athletes, when we want them to be politicians, they don't step up to be politicians. And when they feel like they need to voice their, their, their views about society, then they want to come out and, and take a controversial stand. So I'm just going to open it up to get uh, Indiana Joe's thoughts on, on, this, on this Kyrie situation. Uh, the way I feel about Kyrie is like this. Like you said, when you want athletes to be politicians, they don't. And when they shouldn't be, they try to be. So what they should just focus on is being athletes. You get paid in Kyrie's uh, terms $40 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Your personal opinion had nothing to do with you making that money. And uh, I think that the powers that be, unfortunately, are about to try and make an example out of him. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get a contract extension or something soon, he might be out the NBA. Well, the union is backing him. Jalen Brown said it wasn't anti-Semitic, and they're they're trying to get his suspension lifted. But I think all the white guys that didn't take a knee with Kaepernick should have got suspended. Oh, really? That's interesting. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Well, they were making a statement. Weren't yeah. they? Yeah. They were saying they were they were just fine with killing somebody mm-hmm. with impunity, a black man. They're good with that. Mm-hmm. And they get, you know, they walk. So it's very complicated, mm-hmm. you know. And if they do suspend Kyrie, then they'll blame the Jews for his suspension, like it's their fault. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, we're in this weird tribalism that is uh, it's very difficult, very difficult time. You know, but why do you think athletes today want to be polarizing or interject themselves into controversy or politics? Uh, what What do you think is the driving force? Is it, is it being the, what they call the attention economy, or you think, I, or, or you think that's deep down as how they really feel? I don't know. I, I you know, Trump unleashed the demons, mm-hmm. and there's so much chaos. And uh, when you have chaos, people get really nuts, you know, or that what's crazy about them comes out. And uh, I don't know how you handle that. It's I think it's a really difficult, difficult thing. Um, So I I really don't I mean, Netanyahu's back in Israel again. You know, he's got some real fascists with him. Mm -hmm. But then Hamas is one big fascist regime. So I mean, you know, we're just going down. It seems like we're going. There are good people. You know, you saw the video with Clarence Jones. Yeah, I I saw it today. I appreciate that. I mean, the guy's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. He was, you know, and it's just, um, I don't know. I I just don't know, man. I don't know if you had a chance to see the video, Indiana Joe, if you did. uh, What are your thoughts or if you'd like to add some comments to, to the ongoing conversation? Yeah, you talking about the video with Rabbi Prince? Well, the first one. Did, who sent, did you send that, Joe? I sent the second video. You talking about the first one that you had sent? Yeah, I sent the first one. You sent the second one. That was amazing. I'd never seen him before. Yeah, the first <laughs> video made me actually look into it some, and it made me think about when I was in, uh, when we stayed at Highwood, and uh, first, I met this little guy, little Jewish kid, we had a, we had a difference, but they made us, 
they made us be friends basically. And but mm-hmm. through us going to every class together, they making us hang with my family, his family. You got to see the other side, and like the guy said, man, it's bigger than all that other stuff, man. Silence is what's killing everybody. You can't stand by and be an onlooker. The NBA players, unfortunately, they want the clout, as they call it now. They're not doing it from, like, a place of where, like, say, uh, Muhammad Ali did it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they just want to have uh, – they want to be trending for the day. You know what? They want to be like Muhammad Ali. Don't go to Alabama. <laughs> go to go to USC. Go to a California school. Go to Washington State. Go to, you know, go where they actually don't screw everybody over that's black. I mean, there's plenty of colleges. He's got the best guys should be going to, you know, free states. Mm-hmm. Screw them. I mean, what would Saban do then? You know. Yeah, but the guys that I figure the guys that go to Alabama think that that's a one way ticket to the NFL. They're so good. It's <laughs> all a ticket to the NFL for them. They're, you know, they get it's. Yeah, that's true. Well, being a, you know, being an Alabama fan myself, it's, it's been a rough couple of days. They, they just lost their second game before Thanksgiving. <laughs> that, that, that hasn't happened in about 15 years. But speaking about college football, do you. What are your thoughts on this NIL? I think that's what's killing Alabama. I mean, maybe I'm being a little biased, but I think when you start putting money into an amateur environment and then with the social media, I mean, I look at Bryce Young. I mean, he's already making commercials on TV. And, and, and it's always been like this. I mean, we call them student athletes, but I think they're really athlete students. And, oh, yeah. And, and I think uh, – I mean, you look at college football and you look at the way these conferences are realigning the Pac-12, moving way out to the East Coast to play and how that's going to affect Title IX. So just just to throw that question out there, what do you guys think, you know, focusing on college football, but, you know, the whole NIL thing and, and, and how that's going to transcend college sports? Well... <laughs> who wrote uh, On Democracy in the 1800s. He was French, came to America to see what it was like here. His name mm-hmm. was de Tocqueville. It was the 18-something he wrote. He said he'd never seen a people that was so into money it's way back then. I mean, that's <laughs> this, this country is about money. Mm-hmm. It's always been about money. And um, it just keeps metastasizing. It's like a cancer. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Do I just think? want to, I want to see all those UCLA boys get their butts frozen off in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the NILs? Yeah. The way I feel about the NILs is like this: the NCAA could have um, could have been jumped in front of this bullet. By guaranteeing every player on that roster, you get your you get your four years of college paid for, no matter injury or what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could have been other little things they did to whereas these kids weren't feeling as if they were just being used. Because yeah, they're supposed to be student athletes, but they're actually athlete students because of all the money that they're making these universities. Mm-hmm. 
And if you can't guarantee my four-year degree because you brought me here and I got hurt in practice, now I lost my scholarship, uh, yeah, now it's time for us to get our money. And it's going to be coaches like Coach Prime down there in Jackson State that's going to start getting these boys money. But what it's going to lead to is like what you're saying with the athlete student. It's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to coach an 18-year-old that's all of a sudden a millionaire. But the like I said, the NCAA could have avoided this by guaranteeing education. And I'm not saying paying them, but give them a little bit of the money that you're making. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all this conference realignment, though? I mean, you up there in Big Ten country, so you got UCLA and USC slated to come out there. I believe in 24, 25, what, what's, what's been the feeling out there in Big Ten country about how the Big Ten is, is, is definitely over-realignment in my thoughts? Yeah, it's over-realignment, but here you go. It's the sign of the times. It's inclusion. Everybody want to do what everybody doing, want to be fit in everywhere. So they're going to shake it up, and probably just for the money, but it's our – it's crazy. It's, it's they, they, they're doing it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they don't get control of it, you know, it's going to look like how modern day sports is look like. The NBA and the NFL from like, as I know it, in the 80s and 90s is not as it is today. It's like two hand touch out there in mm-hmm. the NFL and all this other stuff. And it's because of how they're pampering everybody. Everybody gets their hand held down. It's just trickling down. Yeah, I kind of feel like that the college football pretty soon they're gonna be having games in London and Germany. It's <laughs> just like the, Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh they already, yeah. I mean they already had one in Ireland this year with uh Nebraska and Northwestern way back in August. So uh I guess I guess I already knew that, but I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna expand even further and like you said, it's all about the money and and and, and putting the money in, in people's pockets. But I do think the athletes are, are getting a big disservice. So if you look at a kid like Bryce Young, who won the Heisman Trophy last year, Will Anderson, supposed to be the top-rated defensive player, they just both happen to play at Alabama. I mean, they lost two games. They out of the playoffs. So what as as you know, I want you two to put your put your coach hat on and your parent hat on. What do you tell those kids? Do you shut them down? Do you still play them? Because, I mean, really, I mean, they're, they're risking a lot of money if, if they continue to play and go out there and get hurt where they can just shut it down and just prepare for the draft. <coughs> what do you think about that, Indiana Joe? Again, it goes back to the education. Was their education guaranteed? No. So if I'm the mom, if I'm the father, I'm like, hey, man, sit down, man. You got to go get this NFL money. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because if the shoe was on the other foot, man, they play you to death. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, who was that running back? Willis McGahee. Mm-hmm. Back in college, he had his whole family had to scrounge up to pay that insurance fee premium before that game where he blew his knee out. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. the Lord they did that, or what would have happened to him? Because mm-hmm. the university didn't care. They're going to put you out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, make them sit. You got to get that money if that's what it's all about. Who's the highest paid uh, federal employee? 
I think it's I think he told me back in the day is the West Point coach. Is that is that correct? Oh, is it yeah, it's the army coach, yeah. <laughs> more For than the pre, more than the president, more than anybody. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, army. Well, I, I always say there's a reason why we have an eight hundred billion dollar department of defense budget. And that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's a part of it right there. But I, I can definitely, you know, if that was my kid, I would say I, I, I would advise him to shut it down. I mean, yeah, you can go out there and play. I don't know how much is going to hurt the draft stock, but I mean, I think you take a big chance on uh, getting hurt and and hurting your draft position. And, you know, depending on where you get drafted, that that affects your your rookie contract. With that being said, I think they're still going to go out there and play. I haven't heard anything about guys shutting down, but. Uh, and I think when they expand that college playoff, that's definitely going to have more of an effect because kids are already not wanting to play in the in the Blue Bonnet Bowl or, you know, those little rinky-dink bowl games to protect themselves, which, which definitely makes sense. So, but we, we, we will see what happens. So, you guys check out the games this weekend in NFL. And I know that the, the Niners was off and uh, – the the Raiders they they continue to Raider, but the Colts man what what's going on out there Indiana Jarvis they go hire a guy straight out the booth to to to, to be the head of coach I mean what's what's that about man that's Ursay that's all I can tell you that's Ursay he rides around Indianapolis getting high in his car so <laughs> it was just decisions of a functioning addict. <laughs> 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 but that also goes back to uh, minority hiring practices in the in the so-called Rooney Rule. I mean, that, what I was been reading and told the Rooney Rule doesn't apply to interim coaches. I, I would think you want to bring somebody in off your staff to be an interim coach, but uh, that, that that was kind of a head scratcher for them to hire Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Not, not that I got anything against Jeff Saturday, but. Uh, I think that was one of those things where you sit back and go, whoa, you know. I mean, look at the past two quarterbacks they signed. <laughs> Them is head scratches. The enemy, man. He's still sitting out there, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, come big. on. Just yeah. crazy. Yeah. So the question is, does he have, does the enemy have somebody that he does, doesn't like him in Indianapolis? Uh, well, I, I don't think they would pull him out. Kansas City coaching staff in the middle of the season to go be there. No, right. Yeah, interim coach. But uh, I just think, once again, I mean, that just goes back to hiring practices and uh, how this country will continue to give uh, wake-up calls when, when when it's time to hire folks. I mean, for him, I saw the press conference today where Ursay said, well, I wanted a guy with no experience. Okay, well, that's like saying I wanted a pilot with no experience. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a billion-dollar business up there. It just—I I don't know if that's the mentality in that organization, or you, do you think that permeates throughout society, brother Al? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my I God. Mean, I mean, there's, you know, two. I, I guess we. At least two of us on this call are minority. I think Al. Sometimes you you feel like a minority, even though you're in the majority. But uh, 
I'm not in the majority, my man. <laughs> Believe me. Although I, I got to say, you know, there's this talk show that they just took off the air. It was an AM show. It's the only one left in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. They, they were going after Trump all the time and stuff. I don't know what's going on with this. But they were talking about the crime in Oakland stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm driving in Orinda and I call in. And I, I said to them, you know, here we are in Orinda. I, I mean, I've, this is new for me, this area, coming mm-hmm. through the Condor, Caldecott Tunnel. And it didn't really, kind of really struck me. Orinda, this whole area, Joe, is like, there's this area, Orinda, Walnut Creek, Lafayette, Concord. There is more money here than in all the, all the Arab Emirates put together, practically. I mean, it's, it's scary how much money there is here, the kind of estates there are. So yeah. you, take the, you take this area, you take, you take Silicon Valley, you take Marin County, Piedmont is a small city next to Oakland, and Albany is a small city next to Berkeley. And somehow we have a, a system where none of us pay in to Oakland, to Berkeley, for schools, for education, for anything, for, for housing. We've, the, the system has been set up where the money has walled itself off. Right. So everything goes to our schools. Everything goes to our kids. Everything goes to our, you know, house, you know, we limit, you limit the housing here. You don't allow people in and you don't pay in to help the situation in the cities. So, I mean, it's, it's a real apartheid system and, and, and I, and people don't talk about it. So the structural problems are really just really profound, really profound. And I don't, you know, I mean, I, yeah. And, and uh, that to me, we've got in the Bay Area is the second, you want to know why we have home, homeless? Because we are the second wealthiest uh, city in the world. That's why we have homeless. Because we got a third of the most billionaires here. That's why there's homeless. All the money is concentrated and they have it and they're not letting go of it. And um, it's deeply troubling and, a, and it's at the core of all this stuff. So, you know, yeah, UCLA getting a money grab, sure, why not? It's just, you know, the, but the, the larger issue is just extraordinary. And uh, I don't know what you do about it. I don't even know how you start that conversation with people, you know? I mean, we're all intelligent people here. How does wealth equal homelessness? I mean, to me, that they, you, they have all the money. You mm-hmm. cannot, you cannot get a wealth tax. You can't dis- redistribute, you know, you know, God, God forbid they lived on, they had $500 million. Hmm. I mean, you know, or a hundred million. Could they live on that? That's crazy. Do they, do they need billions? I mean, I, I, the wealth is concentrated. They've got it and they won't relinquish it and they don't need it it's just like mine is bigger than yours that's all it is it's got nothing to do with anything it's a, it's you know it's the disease and uh, i don't know what, so that's so the issues ugh, 
man. I could go on. Chase Center, man. Every vacation is the Chase Center. They're the biggest funder of, of, of fossil fuels. The mountaintop renewal and removal in Kentucky, they poison all the water, birth defects, uh, cancers, dead fish, uh, destroyed land. They invest down in Colombia. They had oil spills, destroyed native tribes there, indigenous tribes down in the rainforest there. The stuff, you know, when the fires hat hit, it's because of the global warming, which they helped fucking create. And then we breathe this crap and we all go to the game and everybody's going to the <laughs> Chase Center. I mean, you know, they're all, it's just, I don't even know how to think about all this. Yeah, that's crazy when you say it like that. <laughs> well, it is. They poisoned yeah. us. It's just, oh, man. So, welcome to our world. This is how I think about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, I started writing jazz, right? Mm-hmm. I was just writing these tunes. And then I start thinking about what jazz is. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know, you know the great Gatsby from the movies, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Fitzgerald, who wrote it, they say he defined the jazz age, okay? In the novel, The Great Gatsby, there's no jazz. It's all about white people screwing each other, having wealth, killing somebody in an accident, getting away with it. But there's no jazz. It's just money. It's white people's and their money. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And everybody, and they teach it in university like it's this great without any consciousness around what that means. So if you want to talk about structural racism, you know, I mean, I saw this, there's this Lord Jamar, this hip hop kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did a documentary on hip hip hop rap. I can't remember the guy's name who did it. He was in uh, Homicide. What's his name? I think. What's the guy's name? Come on. There's, is it a TV he, show? Did he do, wasn't he in Homicide? Yeah, wasn't there a rapper in Homicide? Uh, you talking about Bokeem Woodbine? No, I don't know. Anyway, this kid, Lord Jamar, is talking about how, you know, when he was a kid, they didn't have any instruments in school, okay, growing up. So they started scratching and doing that stuff. Well, if those kids were given what the black community does with music, if you guys had instruments, what kind of what our music would be like today? You know, they create you guys created American culture with and, and it just it all got thrown away. And uh, it's just uh, anyway, that's, you know, what can I tell you? Hey, that's true, though. But you know what I think like to add on to that? I think a lot of it has to do with like, with like social media, the mm-hmm. internet. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to leave the house anymore. These kids, like, oh yeah. When I was one of these kids, when I was a youngster, man, my mom was like, "You gotta go. You gotta go outside. You better go mm-hmm. see what's going on outside." Right. Now they don't have. They don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. They get out of school if they're even going to in-person school because a lot of it's homeschooling now so they have no 
they don't have to go out and meet people in real time. You don't have to build your uh, people skills, your talking skills. You can talk behind a keyboard and say whatever you want to say to somebody. Yeah, really. And like and even then- with the music, you don't have to go out and make a name for yourself by conquering your neighborhood, then your city, region, and area. No, you just post it to YouTube, go back to playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and then all of a sudden you got a million views, and you're famous. And all of a sudden you got an opinion, and you tell somebody to vote for the man that's hanging in the fruit tree. Mm. And people do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the tough part of misinformation and disinformation, I don't know what's, what's, what's the proper word, miss or dis. Uh, I feel like uh, uh, we all get inundated with information, TMI, sometimes too much information. But how do you guys see this new Twitter takeover? Do you see more misinformation coming out or do you think it's going to be uh, not for the benefit of the good? Oh, it's going to be awful. Just awful. There's too much information, man. Mm-hmm. You could, I mean, it's making everybody comatose. <laughs> Do you think people are really processing information or just hear that first that first phrase and they just run with it? I have no idea. Yeah, you know, just say like how Elon Musk came out and tweeted, hey, everybody should go out and vote Republican. You know what's you know what's that about? I mean, he he didn't put any facts behind it other than Joe Biden is the president, but uh, that that continues to divide and you know keep people uh, at each other's throats. Well, see, he could have tweeted anything, and later today he could have tweeted, "Go vote for Big Bird," and everybody would have went and voted for Big Bird. It's the social media is like. It's just the followers, man. You wake up, you see what's posted. All right, that's what I got to do today. They say, this is the way, this is the way. There's no, like, free thinkers. And then you get the people that might uh, research a couple of the posts, and they think they know something. So, and really, it's just regurgitating more misinformation. It's just, I don't know, man. It's crazy out here. Yeah, it seems like... uh... How did someone put it? All this started in 2008. I was like, nah, I didn't start in 2008. This stuff probably started in 1708. You know, people, I've, I've heard people try to say the sins of America were washed away when Obama got elected. But then I just think the country just really went helter skelter and people just laying in the closet waiting for somebody to, to, to come out and uh, scratch their itch to really show their true colors. Well, look at Trump did. Trump said that Obama wasn't from this country. Yeah. I mean, and this guy got elected president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. they were pissed. They're really pissed. Yeah. 94% of uh, rural America is owned by white Protestants. Yeah. And they are not happy people. <laughs> so, so do you guys think we're, we're, we're closer to a uh, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, a hot civil war or a cold civil war? Which one? What do you think, Al? I, you know what? It's beyond me. All of this is beyond me. I remember uh, Van Jones put out an email when Trump was running for president, 
about how you got to be careful. This guy could win. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just wrote to my friends and I said, what nonsense. Jones mm-hmm. is just trying to get publicity. There's no way that clown could win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, have, I can't. It's uh, what's that? Is that you, Joe? Is that you, Tony? What's going on there? Nah, it's, I think that's Indiana Joe back there moonwalking. Yeah. Um, my phone has slid. Let me sit it back down. Here we go. There you go. You know, Steve King, he was in Congress from Iowa. Uh huh. He got, he said, um, he's a real right wing fascist. Mm-hmm. He said, if there's a civil war, one side has three trillion bullets. And the other side can't figure out what bathroom to use. <laughs> he said, who do you think will win? Yeah, three that's trillion that's... bullets. But that, that, that's like five bullets per person, right? Oh, yeah. And it's all <laughs> going to our heads. Oh, Lord. What's you know, I, I think we should have just given him Pence. Let him hang him. I was good with that. Just send him to Iowa now. And, and or uh, or Idaho or Wyoming, let them hang pants. I'm good with that. Well, like maybe that'll maybe that'll be satisfied them. That's Indiana Joe's homeboy. What's going on with Mr. Pence up there in that? That ain't my homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> <Dude's crazy. laughs> you know, here's the problem with politics, right? It seems like. It seems like the options, neither option is the best option. You're just picking your poison. Mm-hmm. Either side, get in there, going to find some way to mess you over. Who's going to do it the worst? Well I, think, well, I think the reason that I'm a Democrat is because I believe that government should help those who can't help themselves. And I do. I don't know if Al told me this or I heard it right, but I believe uh, someone told me say, and said when the government wants to help rich people, it's called capitalism. When they want to help working people, it's called socialism. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's uh, when you start using those bud word, buzzwords like socialism and capitalism and open market. I mean, every I think every society has a mixture of all those types of government. I mean, even China has some capitalism mixed in with their with their communism. I don't really like to call themselves socialists, but they're really communists. So um uh, I think that's one of the fundamental differences in my mind between a Democrat and a Republican is that the Republicans believe that everybody uh landed on third base. They hit a triple when they was born. So they don't have that far to go if they just roll up their sleeves without taking into account all the environmental factors and tangibles, the uh, education they, the system that they were brought up in. Um, you know, Republicans, they, they tend to lean on, hey, just roll your sleeves up and, and you can make it happen. Whereas I think Democrats um, think opposite. You guys, uh, what, are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think there's a lot of really mean people that'll do anything to get power mm-hmm. and they're dangerous and they're, and I don't know how you stop them right now because mm-hmm. too many people are going to the game 
and not enough of them are paying attention to their society, to the society. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a real, it's difficult. It's really difficult. So I don't know. I, I, I think there's a cruelty to them, Republicans. Mm-hmm. Just, to, you know, they'll lie their asses off. They just lie their asses off. It doesn't matter. How can you possibly say that COVID isn't real? You know, <laughs> how can you do that? They had to, you know, their children were burning masks. They should have been arrested for child endangerment, mm-hmm. right? They should have been arrested. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. but you can't even bring that up. You can't say that about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go after poor people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But boy, they were, I mean, they're dangerous. They're really flipping dangerous. And I, it's very concerning. You know, because they keep doing this. And uh, we've seen the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the war to end all wars. And then world, you'd think after World War II, but the knowledge isn't cumulative. And uh, people, it's, yeah, I don't know, Tony. I really don't. What are your think- thoughts, Indiana Joe? on the fundamental differences between Democrats and Republicans? Well, uh, my whole life, I was told that uh, you always vote Democrat because Democrats are uh, for black people, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hate to admit this, but because I'm almost 44 years old, but I didn't really realize that all this stuff all this stuff is really just BS, man. All that they just for, man. It's so. All right, I say it like this. I had my glasses on up until about a year or two ago, and then when I finally took them off and like really got to seeing things for what they were, man. It's like, are the are the Democrats better than the Republicans? From my economic standpoint and where I stand, it's a, I don't know. Because, like you said, uh, the Republicans are, can't, you know, they're evil, right? But the Democrats are pushing all this up. Currently, the Democrats, from my understanding of it, are pushing all this. Uh, all this, these crazy agendas right now with all these uh, I don't like you know you can't say the word but you know all that type of stuff going on and and it's like it's like it's too much distraction and people can't focus on what we really just need to focus on America is just being more together than finding ways to separate and categorize each other even more So you saying you feel like these uh, culture wars or this wokeness is is, is hurting the Democrat Party? Because I'm a Democrat, I feel like sometimes yeah, the are, wokeness is terrible. Yeah, the I feel like we're, is terrible. Like we're too woke. Uh, but I but I do believe, like I said a few minutes ago, that Democrats are for the people overall. I think, whereas uh, I think the Republicans are for uh, for that other P word, power, as Brother Al said. I think the Republicans focus more on the power more so than the people. 
Well, as I said to this Republican a couple of times, I said the difference between Republicans and Democrats is Republicans focus on the poor criminals and Democrats focus on the rich ones. <laughs> okay, okay. There, there, there's, there's definitely uh, some, some, some truth to that. But uh, uh, You got anything further to add, Indiana Joe? I didn't mean to catch uh, you off there. Uh, not, hey, this conversation is very mind-opening for me. I'm going to be on... Uh, Y'all about to have me studying a whole bunch of different stuff. Because it's just eye-opening, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know how to word this. It's like, uh, from the way I used to look at things and the way I used to move and handle things, you really didn't pay attention to the whole, really, the political side of it in any aspect. Because every, you know, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Now that you're getting old, now that I'm getting older, and I got kids, and they got to come up in this mess that's what's about to start coming and taking place. And like with these elections, right? It seems like the person that gets elected is the whoever can give out the most money. Once that COVID hit and everybody started handing out money, that's how they was buying your vote. Mm-hmm. And they're not running on policy. They're running on, hey. We're going to give you $10,000 if you vote for me. Get me in office. I'll put $10,000 in your bank account, basically. Then you get this money, spend it up, and you're still in the same place and probably in a worse place because you probably went and got a challenger or a charge or something else you can't pay for. So, man, it's just... My mind is scrambled, man, and... I'm trying to get a grasp of it. Not so much as for me, but for my kids. Right, right. I feel you on that, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you, know, you guys are definitely sharing some good comments and you know, before we transition here. So I'm going to like to get some predictions um, uh, on these midterms. We, we know predictions are unpredictable. <laughs> so, so, so Indiana Joe, who, who, who gets the house? The Dems or the, or the Republicans? Oh, man. Probably the woke people. <laughs> so you saying the Democrats go get to go keep the house? Is that what you said? Yeah, man. This, this is woke times, man. Woke times. Okay. Well, what about the what about the Senate then? You know, I, re- I really, man. I don't think anything's gonna change. I think what's gonna happen is this. Uh, they're not gonna be Biden's not gonna get too much. The Democrats aren't gonna get too much power mm-hmm. to continue doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna break even like it normally does. But then come twenty twenty four, when Trump run again, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a landslide. Everybody running with Trump is gonna win. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. That, that's that Bill Maher in you and Van Jones. They said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, because Biden messed up so much, there are no more, there are no more candidates from the Democratic side that the people trust. Mm-hmm. So when you say you messed up, give 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 us give us one or two examples. How how, how did Biden mess up? I'm just curious. How did Biden mess up? Mm-hmm. Okay, in my opinion, all right. This whole. Uh, 
we 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 keep it with the little uh with the little uh COVID stuff, right? Okay. Okay. And uh forcing the uh forcing the mask and the vaccine on people. Right? It's like when you get the flu shot, you don't get the flu shot for the new strand of flu that's out. Mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. the flu shot for the previous year. And the flu been around since the early 1900s, late 1800s. Been around a long time. Okay. And they can't come up with a vaccination for it for the current strain. So you want the people to believe that you came up with something in 18, 24 months that was safe for the people? Okay. And I feel like if you, it should have been more of a choice. Like, like now that, oh, well, you didn't really didn't need the shots. You really didn't need the mask. But you were taking people's jobs. So you saying Biden pushed the vaccine on people? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that, you know what? <laughs> no, I mean, it's open floor, non-retribution. I mean, share your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we out here just chopping it up. I'm not saying that he per se did it, mm-hmm. but like if you go back to that's when that's when all the woke stuff started. That's when the woke nation took over, in mm. my opinion. Okay. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't know how to even think about that, Joe. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's science is science. And uh, I mean, if you want to drink bleach, go for it. <laughs> but uh, a million people died and uh, doctors were having their lives threatened and nurses were having their lives threatened. I mean, it was a complete insane asylum. Yeah, masks mattered. I, I just don't even know what to say about this. It wasn't, it, it, you know, it, it's a big deal when that we've never had a situation where uh, uh, the, it, it started under Trump. You may remember COVID, right? <laughs> and the moron was uh, telling people to drink bleach, and I mean, that's like might as well go to a snake church. You know, did you ever go to a snake church? Yeah, they got one out on the international out there. I, in, I was in I was in Kentucky in Appalachia, and they had a snake church. I wanted to go to the service, you know, where they hold the snakes over their heads, mm-hmm. rattlesnakes and all. And the girl <laughs> said to me, this one said to me, you don't want to go to the snake church. They make you sit in the front row. You cannot sit in the back. <laughs> and she she had her eyes got wide with fear when she was telling me this. <laughs> so I did not go to the snake church. But uh Trump was pushing snake oil on everybody, and I, I don't even know how to think about what you said. But I'm people... not, I think you're taking it as I'm saying something like, uh, you should, what'd you say, drink bleach or something like that? No, what I'm saying, yes, is, no, I'm not saying that you should. Drink. I had corona, uh, COVID, everybody in my house had it, and nobody has the vaccination, and it came oh, great. And uh, well, you got, came... yeah, and but I know people that are fully vaccinated. And they they caught uh they caught COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just my thing is like it should be a choice like everything else. 
If they want to take the vaccination, they should. If they don't, they don't. They shouldn't have to risk their livelihood for choosing not to. The, the vaccine would have done nothing to you. But without the vaccine, you could kill somebody else by passing it to them. It's different. It's like saying, I got my gun and I want to just go out and shoot it in the air. And you shouldn't have to stop me. Well, I, you know, I just don't get that. I'm sorry. I don't get it. You know, well, it's not people. like a flu vaccine. You get the flu, it's one thing, but COVID was a whole other beast and, and still is, you know, to see those wards with people, the way they had to wear those almost in hazmat suits as, as nurses and doctors and what happened and all those hospital wards filled up. And that meant I had friends, she had heart trouble, almost couldn't get into the hospital. And then her husband couldn't even be with her because, you know, they couldn't help other people with other illnesses. They were so overwhelmed with COVID, you know, I, I just don't get the logic of it at all. It's just, it's just like a, a level of selfishness. I don't understand. And, yeah. and, you know, so don't get yeah. it. Yeah. You guys make a good point. And I can tell you, uh, me being a military guy, you know, I've taken all kind of vaccines. I got shots with, with, with 30 letters in them and two vials. Like it's some Russian vaccine, you know, that I can't mm-hmm. even pronounce. And um, so it, it wasn't like I was ever afraid of the vaccine. You know, I was a little skeptical because they made it uh, really fast. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, I took it and uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get COVID until I got back to the U.S. And, uh, you know, I go through all, all throughout Europe with no vaccine and I managed to be safe. So I, you know, I definitely lean towards the vaccine. I do think personal hygiene and choice and all that stuff is important, but I do agree uh, with, with, with some of both you said, but I'm definitely, pro, I'm definitely pro vaccine. And I think that we, 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 it would be nearly impossible to rely on society and in the world to everybody to, to wear a mask and to, to, to do the right things, you know, to, to ensure the safety of others. And, uh, you wear a seatbelt? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why? Yeah. yeah I'm a, uh, why? 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 <laughs> yeah, why? They, they made it a law. They're making you do that. Who, who are they to, to impinge on your freedom? No, that's, that's not impinging on my freedom. I wear sure it is. No, I'm about to tell you why I wear a seatbelt. I wear it by choice because I don't want to fly through the windshield if I have to come to an abrupt stop. Uh huh. Right. Okay. And why didn't I get the uh, uh, the COVID vaccination? Uh, because my uh, my fiance is a nurse, and due to her uh, knowledge in the medical field, she suggested not getting it. So you know, happy what? wife, happy life. So oh, I'm my goodness. My said. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the the cults. So so you, so so. <laughs> So, brother Al, who, 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 what's your prediction? Who, who gets the honestly? Man, I don't have a clue. I'm no, really, you get, just give us. I a don't. Clue. I'm worried <laughs> that that the writer's going to get it. I'm really okay. worried about it because yeah. I think white people are uh, they're really crazy. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I saw. Think, go ahead, sir. Yeah, you know, I saw the end of Yellowstone. I'd never watched it before. Oh, 
okay, okay. I'm sorry, but there's a <laughs> Kevin Costner. He's going into this guy's office, and of course, the black guy's there with a gun trying to stop him. He picks up a wine bottle, smashes him across the head, and goes in. Comes out after the meeting, and, the, and the, this guy was guarding. He says, hey, what kind of move did you make on me? He says, he says I'm, I didn't make any moves. I'm just meaner than you. <laughs> well, remember that yeah. show, 1883? That's the prequel to Yellowstone. Yeah, and I couldn't watch. Oh, man. Did you watch See, that's, that's the whole, the law of the West thing. That's what these people believe in. Yeah. You know, they believe this stuff. Uh-huh. It's okay. You, you can shoot somebody because they're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right. They set, and they wear badges. Right. 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 And so they set up this whole thing. I mean, they actually think that way. And so you got all these sheriff Yahoo's running around the country. That think you, like that. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? No, I, I couldn't watch it. No. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I figured if you watch Yellowstone, you might want to go back and watch it. What about you, Indiana Joe? What, what you been watching on, on, on the tube lately? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch anything like that. I've been watching like uh, the stuff about insects and lions and tigers and stuff. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm okay. entertainment in the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak- it's probably a good idea. Well, speaking of animal kingdom, there's no, a you TV know what's show crazy, ever- though? No, here, this is why, man. Like, Indianapolis right now, man, and like, it's just like real life is crazy, man. Everybody's just killing man it's just bad news here bad news there i try to like i try to i try to keep happy thoughts mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean but yeah i feel you i feel you i feel you on that hey nothing wrong with animal kingdom check out uh the, the, the <laughs> tv show it's a, it's a tight show man i need to go back they got the last season on. it's called animal kingdom it, it kind of it kind of remind me of us, you know. We was growing up. If you go and watch it, you go you go see what I'm talking about. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, Ellen Barkin in there. So I don't know if you know about Ellen Barkin, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not I liked Ellen her. Barkin, no. <laughs> I liked her before the facelift. <laughs> yeah, but check it out, Joe. I mean, yeah, you were like, Dad, T was right. It, that that could have been us for real. <laughs> but as, but as, but as we transition, uh, we gonna turn to life. So Indiana Joe, what you, what what you got going on with you and the fam up there? We gonna, you know, proceed to close out. Any anything you want to share with, with the world out there? What, what's going on in that town? What's going on with you? Uh, what what your uh, thoughts leaning into the holiday season? Man, the thoughts leaning into the holiday season, uh, man. We got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I'm just thankful for the family members that have made it through the year, man. And just trying to build new relationships, and you know, all these grandbabies. I'm gonna not. I'm not a grandfather per se, but mm-hmm. you know, Dave having babies, my uh, my stepkids, they having their kids, man. So it's grandbabies, man. And, you got to try to celebrate the new life when it come around. And 
it's a uh, it's another chance at everything, man. It's like you make you think about what Ma used to say. You know, life gonna teach you. Life gonna teach you. Mm-hmm. Well, man, life is a hard teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to do better with these kids, man, to try to get them ready for what's coming up. Because yeah. I felt like, you know, we were just throwing out there, hey, you know, like birds. Hey, you, you can fly. We're going to tear up the nest. Goodbye. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the way to go, man. You need a little guidance out here. So with the holidays coming up, I'm thankful for all the, the new life, the old life in the family. And just the ability to try it all again, man. We can get it right eventually, man, if we keep moving towards it. Okay. Appreciate that, bro. Good stuff. What about you, brother? Al? What's, what's what's going on with you and and uh, Black Swan? Or Oh, I've, uh, you know, Helen's been doing a piece on uh, the environment. She went and uh, a theater work. Anyway, we're trying to get that finished. Mm-hmm. She's uh, performance. She's uh, you remember she went off to Mongolia and right, uh, right. Yeah. tracked this Gobi bear, mm-hmm. just like um, there's 22 of them left mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been going on a lot, doing a lot of demonstrations. Um, she went, uh, she's been Bayview Hunters Point mm-hmm. around the radiation leaks there mm-hmm. and the poison of the community. And then she went up to line three in Minnesota where they put a uh, an oil pipeline through the Indians' land up there to Native people's lands. It's dirty oil coming down from Canada. Mm-hmm. And they finished that. They couldn't stop that. So she goes, they, she was involved in uh, closing down Market Street, I mean, the financial district in San Francisco, in front of the banks mm-hmm. that are funding uh, the climate stuff. And so she's kind of integrating all of that into this thing that she's written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so, but she had the car accident, so everything kind of stopped. Okay. And uh, she's just mm-hmm. getting her health, health back. Um, and so it'll be probably next year that'll hopefully we can get this thing out in the world. Okay. And so I've been directing her and working with her on it. Did I send you the video on it? No, I don't think you have. Yeah. Never see a short little uh, demo. I'll send okay. you with, with that. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I you get this. You get to see her ride a camel. You know. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. Uh, I gotta invite Helen on here shortly. I'm trying to find the right Republican to join us so we can make it a lively discussion. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tony? What's going on? Well, I'm getting settled in the house. As you know, I invited you guys to my housewarming party. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I started this podcast you know, because it's therapeutic and uh, carthetic and all those big words. And, you know, sometimes I'll call my brother up, Indiana Joe, and we'll have discussions and stuff. He's like, hey, man, you should start a podcast. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I like to run my mouth because, you know, everybody has opinions, but I think. Uh, the, the majority of the folks that I associate myself with, uh, we deal with facts. So uh, uh, this is, you know, the reason why I started this venture. Uh, i got a couple of trips coming up uh, at the end of the year and uh, just trying to stay active and uh, stay mentally sharp and uh, 
Uh, I was told, you know, like I told you, Al, you my one of my role models. I need to make it to where you at, and you know, keep going to the gym and uh, just uh, trying to keep my nose clean. You know, it, it's funny uh, when, when you stop working, you kind of miss it, but then you don't miss it for too long. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. If the right opportunity comes along in a year or two, maybe I'll get back out there in the workforce. I mean, like you said, the government will always be there. And, you know, I, I do miss the serenity and safety of Europe, but I, I do enjoy being on the same time zone as you guys and uh, being able to, you know, chop it up. And like I said, this is just a new venture to, you know, see where it goes, see where it takes me and uh I always told people, you know, I can make $20,000 a year working for ESPN as long as I got to go to all the games for free and all that other stuff. I, I think I want to do something that, that I enjoy mm-hmm. going, going forward. So uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But uh, So I look forward to uh, continue this venture. Hopefully Indiana Joe will continue to be one of my main co-host we got to get brother dave and big walter on there one day yeah sorry we gotta get it done yeah as, as he alluded to our brother david our, our youngest brother uh-huh just had his second daughter on november 1st jada marie so yeah. and the newest one to the to, to, to the joseph clan <laughs> yes sir so uh we we don't die. We multiply. As Grandma Mickey always say, God don't want us and the devil don't either. So. <laughs> but uh, we're going to keep going forward. Like I said, I appreciate you guys joining me on this inaugural podcast, the Real Talk podcast. And we're going to put it out there for the people to digest and keep sending them videos to each other. Uh, keep educating keep informing because knowledge is power. Yes, it is. And uh, we might not be able to fight them with guns or with money, but we can definitely fight them with our minds. And uh, mm. and uh, you, don't, you don't agree? We need the money, Al? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy's important. What, what, what the little Kim say? First, you get the bunny, then you get the power. And you yeah, you gotta money. have some money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm about to go light it up, get me a cold one, jump on this sofa, follow these midterms sporadically, watch a little nonsensical TV. And uh, God, do the Warriors really have to be lousy? This is yeah. my last. It's my last anchor to reality. I don't know. Yeah, we go. We go. Definitely have to chop it up about the Warriors a little bit. Man. Oh man! Yeah, I'll I, tell you, man. They should trade Pool for Kyrie. <laughs> what? Give some. Give, give Draymond somebody to punch out. <laughs> uh, they, they don't want Kyrie out here. Out here. Here's, here, here's a trivia question: Where's Dwight Howard currently playing at? With himself. <laughs> Right, he he signed with 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 a you know with a team in Taiwan. I couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, what? Oh, that's a, oh wow. I hope the Chinese don't in, you know, invade. Yeah, that's why I told. I said he'll wind all, up like Brittany uh, yeah, Reiner. Of all the leagues he could uh, pick, he would go to one of the hotbeds in the country. That's too but, wild. 
But Must anyway, folks, playing them right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got that child support, man. He got them kids, man. He got about 10 kids, don't he? Like Nick Cannon, they running a competition. Oh, God. <laughs> Him and, uh, and Herschel. Oh, yeah, Herschel. Herschel, yeah. Herschel and his abortions. I tell you, man, if Georgia, if Georgia wins the – if Georgia puts Herschel walking in office, I, I may have to avoid that state. They're going oh. to. No, stop. Oh, stop. Yeah, they're going to. Why? Yeah, why would they like vote for Warnock? Why would they do that? You know. Oh Lord. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Because oh. everybody's telling them not to. They tell them vote <laughs> for Herschel. Yeah, Herschel, Herschel. What? What is what Herschel said? He graduated valedictorian, right? Only and dropped that. First <laughs> and he was a cop. <laughs> and he was an FBI agent. <laughs> and he ran some healthcare facilities. And yeah. Uh, in the mortal words of Jay Z, you too can be Salvatore Ferragamo. So and yeah. I think he's a and he's a virgin. I think too. <laughs> All right, fellas, y'all have a good All one. Right. Thanks for being on the Real Talk podcast. Y'all have a good peace night. and love. All right, you know, good you night, take care, man. All right, yeah. y'all. peace. Yeah.